Hey everyone, good moment to you. Something a little bit different today and a little bit of a backstory. So I've been um, a very musically inclined person all of my life. I love singing. Apparently one of the first things that I remember and am known for is walking around my neighborhood singing raindrops keep falling on my head when I was very young. And I must have been because it came out only a few years after my birth. And I remember constantly paying attention to music when I was young and shy. No matter what was happening, I would listen to the radio. I loved staying up late listening to the top eight at eight on uh, CFRA in Ottawa, the countdown. I remember hearing, Queen, we will rock you. And we are the champions. I remember hearing so much music. I remember staying up on New Year's Eve, waiting for the countdown, the top 100 songs of the year. And it became a ritual. And listening to music, like with most people, became a ritual, a solace, um, a connection point to life, a stillness. Sometimes songs are a way of listening to our own emotions express themselves in a way we haven't found words for yet, or a rhythm for yet, or the harmony for yet. And so with that in mind, when I was very young, I would drum along to songs. I loved music and all its fullness, but for some reason I was always drawn to rhythm, and I would play along on my hands, on my knees, in my head, and yet I never thought I'd be a drummer. When I went to um, high school, I wanted so badly, sorry, junior high, when I first got into grade seven, that was the first opportunity for band class, and I was so excited, because in my mind I was like, I'm going to play drums, and then I got to band class, and there was already someone who had pick the drums, or a drummer from the previous year, I believe, who was the drummer, because there was only drum, one drum set, and so I couldn't do drums, and I was shy, of course, as I've talked about, and I didn't speak up when, when, you know, certain things came up, and at the end, I was relegated to the French horn, <laughs> and I was a very small kid, I was the smallest, shortest kid in class until grade seven. I didn't have my growth spurt till a fair bit later than most others. Sometimes I wonder if that's because I was shy. I wanted to actually stay small. Who knows? But for whatever reason, I had to lug this French horn home on the bus day after day, and it was big, and it got to be too much. And besides, I didn't really enjoy playing it as much as I enjoyed just making loud noise with it. And so I switched to the clarinet, which actually was fairly nice. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit as well. But of course, in the back of my mind, even while I'm playing the clarinet in the band, I'm listening to the drummer. <laughs> and so that never went away. That and singing along, which I did when I was young. I would go down to the basement when I was a kid. I'd put on records. I'd sing. I'm sure I was singing loud. I wasn't very shy when I was singing. To the point where I remember in grade 7 when we had music class. And we had, um, I don't know what it would have been called, just vocal class where we'd sing along to things and even though I was shy I was sitting at the back when it came time to sing because everyone was singing a song at the same time I think I sang really loud because I felt I sang pretty well and I was fairly confident about it and every now and then I remember people looking back at me and yet I was so shy that when it came time to do musical projects like we were supposed to sing a song in front of the class for the class the teacher knew I was too shy to do it alone and my best friend bless his heart Matt Cavanaugh, he decided we'd do a duet together. So we did the song Evergreen, 
singing every other word and sometimes every other syllable back and forth. And, you know, I don't remember how well I did, what parts I sang, but I just know he helped me along. And I was grateful because I did learn to express myself a little bit despite my shyness then, and I was happy about it. I remember feeling a little bit of confidence from those experiences. And so it progressed. At some point, um, I really wanted to play drums, yet I knew I couldn't. And though this isn't an instigating reason why, growing up we lived in a townhouse, and I knew we couldn't make that much noise there. After moving out, my parents had split up, got back together a couple times, and at one point it was uh, myself and my sister just living in, in their, my parents' first house, where there would have been opportunity to do something, but I just couldn't bring it up. I didn't feel we could spend the money. I didn't feel, for whatever reason, I was shy, and I also didn't want to ever ask for things. I didn't feel we had the resources as a family to do it. Even if we did, I don't know. Uh, I was just brought up not to ask for a lot of things, I guess. And so it never materialized until a few years down the road, my parents had divorced. I had gone through school, was in university, and my mom met someone. And his children played guitar. And the oldest, Matt, was actually in a band at the time that we met. And there was a drum kit in the basement of the house. And I'd go over and spend time there. And every time I went downstairs, I saw the drum kit. And I was probably salivating. And eventually, of course, I asked Matt. I said, I've always wanted to play the drums. I think I can. Can I just sit down and play the drums? And lo and behold, there you go. I sat down. He played a riff, and I played along. And it was actually kind of second nature right from the get-go to just play along. Two songs I already knew. Because I knew them so well in my head, and I had the coordination for it to come out, and I f could figure it out. Um, and so I started playing drums. Eventually, I bought my own drum kit, and we formed a little band. We had a couple little bands along the way where, you know, we'd sing harmony, I'd play drums. We played a few shows, which I kind of wish I had the tapes for still, because it was kind of fun, and it was a good experience for me, learning to grow. But over time, I moved away from home, went to university elsewhere. But everywhere I went, I usually had a drum kit or had access to a drum kit. I had and got rid of a couple drum kits, and I moved my main drum kit around with me for many, many years until I eventually got rid of it when I separated from my, my first relationship. But that never stopped me from singing, and I kind of realized after a while that as much as I loved drums, I was never in a situation to practice enough or have the dedication, honestly, to practice enough to become as proficient as I wanted to be in my head even though now I'm happy with how I drum when I do, and I know if I sat down, I'd pick it up and be able to progress pretty well. But singing has always been there. I love singing. I love harmonizing. I love harmonies. I just love vocalizing. And so my entire life, I sing to myself when I'm working. I sing even when other people are there. I sing along if the radio's on. I hum. I've probably driven a couple partners a little crazy with my expression because I really enjoy singing, and I enjoy singing out loud. I usually try and do it not to bother people. I'll have headphones on, be in the other room, but I relish those times when I'm alone and I can just uh, sing to my heart's content. To that end, I've been writing music for a very long time. I've probably got notebooks full of 70, 80 songs, a lot of them complete, and I've recorded quite a few over the years. And what I'd like to attach to the end of this file is a song I wrote years ago with my friend and former employee, Mitchie B. And he is a multi-instrumentalist, recording engineer in his own right, and uh, we did a really good job of writing a quick song one day, which was going to be for a 
a little contest for a music um, song placement organization called Taxi. And they had put out a call for a song to be put in some ad about a vehicle for with a nature-inspired theme and whatnot. So, you know, I gave them the flavor of the song being, you know, I really like the song Morning Dew by Bonnie Dobson from the uh, 1960s. I like that ethic. I also like the ethic of a lot of the 60s songs, the anthems of peace, of um, transcendence, say things by Donovan, for example, and I've been told I sound a bit like Donovan when I, Donovan, Donovan when I sing, so, you know, that comes out naturally sometimes. So we had those two things in mind. Um, I, I hummed a little tune of what I, how I thought it could go. Mitch put some guitar quickly to it and looped it, and before you knew it, in the space of a couple minutes, I wrote the lyrics that you're going to hear. And without giving too much away, because that's not the point, I'd like to plant the seed that the lyrics of the song are universal. They're not about anyone. They rarely are when I write. I'm more interested in, in universal themes, things, things that people can contemplate and ponder, just like with the words I speak to when I want uh, to put ideas about life that come through me. When I want to put those forth, it's never telling people things. It's never saying this is the answer, this is the way because everyone needs to hear it for themselves, figure it out for themselves based on where they are and where they've been. And I honor that and respect that in all capacities. But if you listen to this song, do try and just remember, it's very open, it's rhetorical. There's not meant to be an answer. Although, if you know me and you know where I am in my life and the deep peace that I feel, you'll understand what I'm getting at by asking this question. I hope you enjoy the song. If you'd like a copy, I'll have to figure out um, where to put it and how to get it to people because I've got a lot of songs recorded, but I've still never done anything official with them, and I have a lot of recording still to do. And I will often be including a song of my own at the end of certain talks when the um, theme matches up. So, drop me a line, let me know what you think. Steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com and please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Will there ever come a day when peace and love will rule the world? Will there ever come a day when you truly will be mine? Will there ever come an hour we watch the flowers bloom? Will there ever come a time Dear, so I can 
Friends, if you'd like to support the podcast and support this guy, Steve Willat, in doing this full-time, it doesn't take much. Steve is here just to do this, primarily, and also just to eat, sleep, and interact with the other humans and other life on a day-to-day basis. I want nothing from this life that I don't have right now. And so any money I get in excess of that will always go back into helping in whatever way I'm able to contribute. And you can contribute to an account that I have set up at LibraPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, under the name Steve Alat, capital S-T-V-E, capital A-L-L-A-T. Or you can also find me on PayPal under my email address, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com, and at Stripe, using the same email. If you have any questions, 
send me an email, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. I would love to hear from you and uh, respond in kind. Take care.